Hey friend, can you relate to this? Your alarm goes off while it's still dark for your day to begin after not getting enough sleep because, well, you were up later than you wanted scrolling on your phone. You hit snooze once, maybe twice, you lost count. Then finally, roll out of bed because your hubby is getting ready for work and you want to have a cup of coffee with him. You walk past your Bible on the end stand and think, I'll read it when he leaves. But after he leaves, you remember you have a morning Zoom meeting you need to look presentable for. So you head to your closet to find something suitable to wear and then into the bathroom to do your hair and makeup. I'll read my Bible after the meeting, you promise yourself. But as soon as the meeting's over, you notice a text message from your daughter off at college saying she needs the insurance info for her appointment today. So you head to your files to dig it up and give her a call. In the meantime, the women's ministry leader from church asks if you can help with the event tomorrow night. You say yes, and now you have signed yourself up to bake pumpkin bread for the ladies so you can <laughs> so you head to Instacart to put the ingredients in your cart and pick them up this afternoon. You get a few little things done in your office, in the kitchen, in the laundry room, then realize it's time to go pick up the groceries. And when you get home, you put them away as your hubby walks in the door from work and it's time to start on dinner. When the day is done and you're cleaning up dinner and pumpkin bread is in the oven, it hits you. You never did get around to reading your Bible. I'll do it tomorrow, you commit to yourself. And then you drop on the couch with your phone and (laughs) does this sound familiar? Perhaps not every detail is an exact match for what this season of midlife and business looks like for you, but chances are you've pushed off a priority you declared, like getting in the word because of your schedule. If it happens every once in a great while, just give yourself grace and follow through on your commitment the next morning. But if it's more often than not, or more often than you'd like, perhaps it's time to reevaluate your priorities, starting with your faith walk. No shame, no judgment, just spurring you on to follow through on what you say matters because, well, I've been there too. Today, we're going to dive into priorities for work-life balance and why the right ones matter, and then specifically how busyness gets in the way of your faith walk and how to make time for your faith walk a priority, even in a busy season. Want to stick around and grow with us? Good. Let's do this. Busyness is not just a disordered calendar or to-do list. It's a disordered heart. And a well-ordered life flows from a well-ordered heart that's focused on Him. Welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast, the go-to place for busy Christian women juggling all the things in midlife and business, from launching kids to aging parents, caring for your needs to serving your clients, investing in relationships to serving in your community. Oh, and keeping up with the laundry, the dishes, and the dirty floors. Honestly, it's a lot to balance. No wonder you feel like you never have enough time. All the time management gurus out there will tell you, you just need to get more organized. And chances are you've tried all the things, the planners, the programs, the all start Monday plans, but they never worked, at least, not for very long. That's because those don't get to the heart of your busyness. Here, you'll learn how to build a with God life and business and go from busyness to fruitfulness in this season. And it starts in your heart, not in your calendar. Hey, I'm Lissa, Christian time management expert, priorities protector, and recovering should do list girl. I've been leading, teaching, and coaching Christian women for over 25 years. And I've been right where you are, controlled by all the shuns, expectations, obligations, and distractions. 
But then, God showed me how to redeem my time with faith at the center to let who I am and whose I am guide how I use my time. I'm here to share with you how to use His truth along with time management tools to discover you really do have all the time you need for what you're called to. You just need someone to show you the way. Open up your heart and calendar because I'm going to show you how to redeem your time and stop believing there's never enough. Are you ready? Hey friend, I hope you're okay with some tough love, aka good coaching. If not, just forward past for the next minute or two. Okay, are you still here? Good. Let me ask you, is your faith walk a priority? Yes or no? There's no hot or cold. It is or it isn't. Next question. Do you make time to fill up with his presence and truth every morning or at least five days out of seven? Yes or no? No, I'm not giving you a sliding scale because you think life is busy. More on that in a minute. Either you are or you aren't. Now, let me ask you, do your two answers match up? If you gave a yes, yes, then your faith walk is a priority and I encourage you to keep doing what you're doing. If you gave a no, no, I pray you'll stick around and hear God's word on this podcast and grow a hunger for knowing him more. But if you gave a yes, no, yes, it's a priority, but no, I'm not consistently making time for it. Then I want to ask you, is it really a priority? Because we make time for what's truly a priority and your actions speak louder than your words. I hope you hear this in love because I know firsthand the difference making intentional time for your faith walk each day makes in your entire day. And that's why I have a gift for you. The fill your cup first guide. This free resource will help you understand why you need to fill up with him before you pour out into others. And it will give you ideas about how to do that and when to do it. So you can fit it into your busy season of midlife and business. And may I recommend you do it first in the day before your day looks like our illustration. My mission is to help you with your time. And my message is that it's not a calendar issue. It's a heart issue. So that's why we start with putting him first. Because out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks and the feet move, right? So I pray you'll accept my gift with a permission and direction to no longer use the excuse, life is busy, to put off your priorities, starting with your faith walk. And I can't wait to hear the difference it makes when you intentionally give it time on a regular basis. You can go grab it right now at redeemhertime.com forward slash fill, or click the link in the show notes and I'll drop it in your inbox. Speaking of using busyness as an excuse for neglecting a priority, it's easy to believe we don't have time to read, pray, or prioritize other spiritual disciplines. We joke there aren't enough hours in the day, and if we only had 25 hours, we'd have time for things like this. But I'm here to tell you, it's not an hours or minutes problem. Just look at your screen time number right now for a reality check. It's a heart problem, because it's about what you value, what you desire, what you deem worthy of your time. Except the problem is, we say we value things like our faith walk, or even our family, friendships, business, service, stewardship, wellness, passions, or even dwelling. But do we truly invest time there? Your calendar doesn't lie. Neither does your bank account, because time and money are both resources that show where your treasure truly lies. So what makes up most of your time? 
Is it work? Household tasks? Running around for others? Or is it a screen or working out or shopping? Likely, it's a combination of many things. And many of them may be good things in and of themselves. But too much of one thing means less of another because it all has to fit within 24 hours. So in that case, a good thing can become a not so good thing. A priority is something we ought to protect by putting boundaries around our time, attention, and energy to separate what matters, AKA the priority from what doesn't. Did you notice I call myself a priorities protector and for good reason, because if they are left vulnerable to all the distractions in our life, they won't look the same. So over the next few Thursdays, we will address all eight areas of attention, how our busyness affects that priority and how to give it time to make it a priority, starting with our faith walk. Cause here's the thing. We may say our faith is our top priority, but it's often the first thing to go when we feel crunched for time. And in reality, making this our first priority affects everything else. You're probably familiar with Matthew 6, 33, that says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you as well. But when I was reading chronologically through the gospels last week, I read the same passage in Luke 12, 31, and I noticed some more context. Context is king to draw what he intended out of a passage. Don't you agree? I love that Jesus taught with parables to give us something concrete to wrap our minds around so we can internalize the lesson and realize it's for us. So in Luke 12, verses 15 through 21, he tells the parable of the rich fool. This man had land that produced abundantly, meaning he had done the work to take good care of it, and the principle of sowing and reaping naturally happened. That means he was wise in his farming practices. And then he thinks to himself, what should I do since I don't have room enough to store all these crops? Again, wise thinking to not waste the resources he now had. So he decides to tear down his old barns and build larger ones. Again, wise thinking to protect the priority of his crop. But here's where his foolishness comes in. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry, AKA be self-sufficient, not only in the physical things, but also in the spiritual things to which God responded, you fool, this very night, your life is being demanded of you and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich towards God. And then immediately after this, Jesus says to his disciples, therefore, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, what you will wear, because these are the things that people who are not in his kingdom strive after. Instead, strive for his kingdom, and all these things will be given to you as well. You see, there was nothing wrong with him planting and bringing in an abundant harvest. It was that he put that priority above his relationship with God. And Jesus then tells his followers that life in the kingdom is the opposite. Instead of seeking first eating, drinking, and clothing, we are to prioritize seeking him first and the rest will flow from that relationship. Now, it's not that eating and drinking and clothing and harvesting are not good to do. It's just that they need to be in the proper order of priorities. And as Christians, our priorities should be an overflow of being filled by him and then flow into what he has given us to focus on in this season. That's why prioritizing the eight areas of attention with faith at the center will lead to a well-balanced life. 
because a well-ordered life flows from a well-ordered heart. Aren't we all seeking more work-life balance in our lives? Before we move on, let me just make a disclaimer. Work-life balance is not about equal time for each area. If you do the math, those 1,440 minutes in a day would break down into exactly 180 minutes for each of the eight areas. Be honest, what would your life look like if you spend 180 minutes in your faith walk, with your family, with your friends, on your work or business, with your money, on your health, developing your passions, caring for your home? Not very balanced, actually. Because even though these are the areas that need to make the list of priorities, they don't all require the same amount of time and attention to stay balanced. Balance is about giving them the time and attention they need to flourish in the right order without neglecting the others. Okay, so now that we've defined priorities and why the right ones matter, let's dive into the one we put at the center of our wheel on the assessment, your faith walk. What's your faith walk? It's your relationship with God through accepting his son Jesus' sacrifice as the only atonement for your sin to bring you back into relationship with him. It's also what you do individually and inside a faith community to seek him and grow in him. Now, it should go without saying that busyness impacts your faith walk, except it's not as easy to see or feel the effects right away because it's not something visible like your other priorities, including your husband, your kids, your friends, your work, your money, your health, or even your home. Put off your faith walk a few times and you may not even notice, but continue to leave your Bible on the end stand and opt to stay home on Sunday morning and, well, you're bound to feel the difference. So how does busyness affect your faith walk? I don't know about you, but I find I'm way more scattered and anxious, which leads to either working too much out of striving to earn my keep or putting things in the back burner out of laziness because why bother? I also find I'm less patient and kind and lash out at my family or go to bed overwhelmed and worried or find myself quickly spiraling into fear and doubt when something throws me off track. Ultimately, when I am not prioritizing my faith walk, I try living life and building a business on my own. And I'll just tell you from experience, in case you've never been there before, that way never works out well and always costs more time, money, energy, and emotion. Do I truly believe that what we read from John 15 on episode 185, that apart from him, I can do nothing? Even if I feel productive in my day and I'm checking off boxes in life and business, I no longer am doing the right things for the right reasons and producing the right kind of fruit, the kind that lasts and builds his kingdom. In Breaking Free from Business, it says, while the world motivates us to fill our schedules, God's word calls us to fill our hearts. When we focus on fitting as much as we can into our days over caring for the spiritual condition of our hearts, we keep ourselves from growing in godliness and, I might add, producing good fruit. The condition of our hearts matters more than the state of our calendar, because when we take time to fill up with him, it naturally flows to the places where he's called us to serve. May we choose to prioritize our faith walk over our to-do list. So before we move on to how to make, how to prioritize it, I want to give you three questions to help you evaluate how busyness and lack of right priorities is affecting your faith walk. Do you have a paper and pen handy or your notes app to jot these down and come back to? Okay, here we go. Number one, why is my faith walk and spiritual health important in my life and business? 
two, how has my busyness impacted my faith walk and spiritual health? And three, how does a lack of priority in this area affect other areas of my life and business? Feel free to pause me now if you're in a good place to do this, or pinky promise you will make time to reflect on this later with God today, or first thing tomorrow. Promise? And I will put those questions inside the community. Now that we know this matters, and it matters more than any other area, how do we make it a priority and not feel guilty for not selling all we have to the poor and moving into a convent? How do we truly seek first his kingdom when we live in a really busy world? Well, I'm not going to give you five steps or even three steps. I'm going to give you just one step. Block off the time. That's it. You can wait for the perfect time in the perfect season when the house is completely quiet and no one needs you, but you'll be waiting a long time. You can research all the study tools and collect the books and resources and even listen to great podcasts about what other people do, but it's not the same as doing it yourself. You can keep saying your faith walk is a priority and giving it time when it's convenient or when you get up on time or when your to-do list is done, but that's not making it a priority. You need to make your morning refill a priority by blocking off the time. And like I said earlier, block off the time as close to first thing in the morning as you can. Now for me, I do a 15 minute session of strength or stretching or intervals to help my body and brain wake up. But afterwards I immediately go make a cup of pour over coffee while I listen to my morning verses and my with God vision. And then I head to the couch with my Bible journal and prayer app. Now, I am in a season of life where I don't have kids needing me and my hubby is either already on shift or is still in bed and the dogs are pretty content. So my morning time is not interrupted, but I remember back when I had to make sure kids got out the door on time, in which case I intentionally got up earlier because I knew if I put it off till after they left, there was a good chance I'd get distracted by something else. And before long, they'd be coming back home again. That's why I'm gifting you the fill your cup first guide, where I'll walk you through why time to fill up, especially in your faith walk matters, what you can do that's truly refilling and when to do it. So you can make it a regular practice. Maybe all the time you can make right now to a morning refill is five minutes or 15 minutes or 30 minutes. That's okay. Commit to making that time a priority and look for ways to extend it or continue it later in the day. For years, I was consistent with that morning refill, but I found I headed off into my day on my own and left Jesus on the couch, so to speak. But over the years, as I've grown in my relationship with him, I've learned to continue the conversation through prayer over washing dishes or cooking dinner or serving clients. And I've continued to meditate on what he taught me in his word by memorizing scripture and journaling about what I heard throughout the day at bedtime. Our faith walk shouldn't just be first thing in our calendar. It should be our first thing in our hearts. And that will guide how we spend our time and how we don't. Because putting our faith walk at the center gives purpose even to the seemingly mundane and ordinary parts of our day. Back to breaking free from busyness, which says, when God is not our number one priority, we will try to fit God into our lives rather than orienting our lives around him. Without the grace of Christ, we have no ability on our own to make our relationship with God our main priority. But the grace of Jesus, given to us through his sacrifice, enables us to put God first. Putting God first 
involves us regularly being in prayer and Bible study. It looks like choosing to do what is pleasing to the Lord rather than what is pleasing to ourselves. Putting God first also means making our primary motivation obedience and worship to the Lord. Though our hearts may struggle to prioritize our relationship with God, let us aim to worship God with all of who we are. Amen to that. So here are three questions to help you think about how to make your faith walk a first priority. Are you ready to jot these down? Number one, why is my faith walk and growing my relationship with God a priority? What number two, what negative effects have I felt when I neglect to make it a priority? And number three, what are three ways I can make my faith walk a priority in my daily life? Now, like I said, I will put those inside our community if you're not in a place to write them down right now. So have I given you enough to think about? As Christian women, we need to intentionally prioritize the right things, starting with our faith walk, because otherwise our busyness will just get in the way. But don't get caught up in shame or judgment about what you shoulda, woulda, coulda done, because he doesn't look at you with condemnation, but with an open invitation to come close and spend time with him. Imagine how this one priority will change everything in your life and business. And be sure to tune in as we keep this at the center and look at how to prioritize the other areas of attention over the next few weeks. So here's today's community question. What is one way that you will prioritize your faith walk? I invite you, come join our group of like-minded women inside the community who are growing in their faith and wanting to bring him into every area of our with God life. That's where you'll find the support and system to not just say it matters, but to do what matters. If you're not already a member, you can join us at redeemhertime.com forward slash community. And don't forget to grab the fill your cup first guide with a coaching video and worksheet to start making time for your faith walk a priority starting today. May I pray for you? Dear Lord, we come before you and thank you for the gracious gift of being able to call you father. Thank you that you want to do life with us. And yet we confess that often it's easy for us to put our faith walk on the back burner, to not make it a priority, to not follow through on the things that we say. But I thank you that you don't stand in condemnation over us, but you extend this invitation for us to draw closer to you, to seek you first, and to let you fill us up so that you are what overflows into all the areas and to-dos of our day and our lives. Lord, Draw us closer to your heart. Give us a hunger for your word, for your truth, and for your people. And may we truly make time for what we say is a priority, starting with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, friend, I'll see you over inside the Redeem Her Time community, where we'll talk more about this. Thanks for joining me for this episode. And until next time, remember, you do have all the time you need for what he has called you to in this season and in light of eternity. Follow his example to create a rightly ordered schedule and a rightly ordered heart because you are here for such a time as this. Hey, before you go, I pray this episode blessed you, challenged you, and moved you to take action. So what was the one thing God showed you today? I'd love to hear. So would you take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It makes my heart smile. And that way I know you're liking the show. And it helps other busy Christian women just like you find real life answers too. Speaking of which, grab the link and share this with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough. 
And don't forget to come join the after party inside the Redeem Her Time community. We're not just about knowing, we're about doing together. Head on over to redeemhertime.com to join the community, leave a question to be featured on the podcast, schedule a free 15-minute strategy session, or all the above. Of course, I'll drop the link in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. I'll see you in a few days, friend. God bless.